Hey, the Don here from Cheap Seat Rounders, bringing you your daily dose of fantasy deep dives in 30 minutes or less on the nosebleeds. Today we're going to get you ready for Monday Night Football, give you some over and unders and some rivals on underdogs, pick'em DFS, as well as step away from the field a little bit and look at Rally Road. They got a lot of cool items dropping this week. Get you a share of get you a share of some cool sports memorabilia and N NFTs. But first, it's time for the daily drop. It's Monday, and you know what that means. Another week of injuries. It's Monday, and you know what that means. Another week of injuries to crush your fantasy dreams. Owie, owie, owie. We got some quarterbacks that went down this week. Four of them, actually. You got Tua for Miami uh, dealing with some dealing with a rib injury. Uh, he got carted to the locker room, but it seems like it's going to be more of a pain management. Either way, his production should take a hit. That's... That's a rough one to play through. Tyrod Taylor, Houston Texans. Hurt his hamstring. He's going to miss a few weeks. Uh, that sucks for any Cooks owners out there. Because that guy was looking pretty good to start the season. And then the Bears, Andy Dalton. Ooh. Uh, and then the Bears, Andy Dalton. Kind of tweaked his knee a good bit. But it doesn't look like it's an ACL injury. But will this be enough time away from the field for Justin Fields to take over? Baker Mayfield injured his non-throwing shoulder, but he got back in the game and played like a champ. And then at the end of the game, Carson Wentz tweaked his ankle. Waiting to see how serious it is, but week three does not look good. Some key running back injuries. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook with a lower leg injury. It doesn't seem season ending, but week three is in jeopardy. Daryl Henderson at the end of the game had a rib injury. Sony Michelle was running pretty hard in his place. So let's see how long Daryl Henderson, old Hendo, lasts. Pickup of the week. Last week, Elijah Mitchell, along with his buddy Trey Sherman, both injured. 49ers, man. Nobody can stay healthy there. It's, it's, they're the new Chargers. Chargers used to have like such serious problems with the injury bug, and now the 49ers done. Got it through some contact tracing, I guess. Big note on the wide receiver injury is Jarvis Landry. Looks like he tweaked his knee, MCL. Shouldn't be season in ending, but he's probably going to miss a few games. Oh, yeah, and of course, of course, Deontay Johnson at the end of the game uh, suffered a lower body. And looks like yet another Cowboys wide receiver, Amari Cooper, was also injured. Man. It's down to only one wide receiver for the Cowboys, Gallup. We'll see how this goes. All right, that's it for the Daily Drip, Monday's injury reports. Let's check out Monday's primetime game between the Detroit Lions playing at the Packers. Over-unders for the night. You got Jared Goff, 17.15 fantasy points. Really what you're asking out of this is can he get two touchdowns because he – because he doesn't do much with his legs. Mm, that's a that's a tough one. I, I think I mean they're definitely gonna be trailing. Their Packers are the heavy favorite in this one by a landslide. But uh, I'm gonna take the under. I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna toss in two TDs. I think it's more any offense on Detroit's gonna be through the ground game, uh, on as far as like red zone stuff and <clears throat> Don't see much out of the wide receivers for this team, especially since 
Green Bay has a really good shutdown corner, but who's he gonna who's he gonna shadow? <laughs> so definitely taking the under Jared Goff seventeen point one five fantasy points. DeAndre Swift seventy one point five rushing plus receiving. This thing just keeps going up. If you made this bet a day last night or a day or two ago, uh, you could have got it a lot lower mid 60s upper 60s now we're creeping on into the 70s with him i'm still going to take the over though i think rushing and receiving out of swift you're going to see at least 80 85 yards out of him tj hawkinson 58.5 receiving yards this guy he's moving on up on his over under as well man that's that's kind of getting close to taking the under but he's really the number one wide receiver for the team just flip a coin on that one at this point but i'm going to take the over just because i think he's going to get the target share aaron Rodgers, 22.75 fantasy points smash the over on that one he's going to be throwing touchdowns left and right tonight Aaron Jones, 88.5 rushing plus receiving yards. This one's pretty interesting because, you know, if, if the Packers just kind of manhandle Detroit, which Detroit doesn't have a defense at all, are they going to sit him out of the game in the back half because they don't really need him to win situation? Or is Detroit going to make it competitive enough to where Aaron Jones stays in the game? Because there is a big risk of this being an A.J. Dillon clock-killing sort of night. I'm tempted to take the under on it. <clears throat> Just because, like, uh, my thinking on it is why risk this dude getting injured against the Detroit Lions, you know? Even though it's a division rival, I don't think they're going to stand up to the Packers enough to warrant him staying in. I think he... Gets a big play, gets his touchdown, waves to the fans, and then he rides the pond the rest of the night. <clears throat> Devontae Adams, on the other hand, 90.5 receiving yards. I'm going to take the over on that just because Rodgers is going to get Devontae Adams going in this one. The whole buddy-buddy thing, we're working for some contracts, all that kind of stuff. You know, both these guys could be on another team next year. And then Robert Tunyon, 34.5 receiving yards. I'm going to take the over on it because it's just too low not to. All right, and here's another fun little thing that Underdog does is rivals on the pick em. So we got longest reception yard between Alan Lazard and TJ Hawkinson. But they're giving Lazard a 3.5 bonus. I don't think Lazard's going to be too much of a factor in this one. So longest reception to TJ Hawkinson for sure. That, that's who I'm favoring in it. Passing yards between Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers. But they're giving Jared Goff a 23.5 handicap bonus. Man, I'm kind of tempted to go Jared Goff just because you know they're going to be trailing the whole time. And Aaron Rodgers might pull a typical, I threw 200 yards, but I got five touchdowns. So I'd be leaning more toward Jared Goff on, 
on the yardage there. That that one's a fun one to see who wins on that one. Longest completion between Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers, but they're giving Jared Goff a 3.5 handicap bonus. Either way, I'm going Aaron Rodgers. He's probably going to toss a big bomb in this game and seal the deal. Well, that was a quick look at underdog fantasies, pick them, their over and under, and their rivalry for Monday Night Football. Let me know what you think. Who, who, what's a matchup or over-under in this game that you like? You can hit me up on Apple Podcast, leave a review, five stars. Uh, it'll help me out a lot, and it'll be a fun way we can communicate. I, w- I would like this to be a chance for in- anybody listening to get their point across, not just listen to me the whole time. Or just uh, hit me up on Twitter. I'll be posting this on my Twitter account if you see it on there. You can reply through there. All right, now to check out this Rally Road app. This thing's pretty cool. Well, you get to own shares of a collector's item instead of ponying up thousands of dollars for it. And, you know, these things appreciate over time. They're really a new way. Well, not really a new way, but they're coming back as a way to uh, a storage of value, appreciation of value. You can make some money flipping it and also just learn and appreciate collector item stuff from sports history, video game history, and it looks like starting last week and on into this week, they're getting into NFTs. One thing dropping tomorrow on Tuesday is a CryptoPunk NFT. Valued at $559,800. That brings it out to 9.33 cents a share. Dude, these crypto punks, a lot of them are selling for three plus million dollars. It's pretty crazy. Definitely have to check out to see see the, the spread of, of value there. Because I know some of them go for under a hundred grand as well. It's definitely a cool thing to, to check out, especially if you're you're late to the NFT game, especially in the Ethereum. If you know anything about that, they're they're on the Ethereum blockchain, the, this particular NFT, and the prices of these things are just going up and up and up. Throwing in a few ten dollars per share seems like a, a pretty worthwhile venture there. Also, dropping on Wednesday is the 1989 uh, original NES Nintendo WWF WrestleMania video game. It has a 9.6, that's an A-plus rating as far as its uh, grade on its condition. It's starting at $18,000 value, that's $3 per share. <clears throat> video games on, especially these old arcade and uh, Nintendo games are just, they're, they're starting low and they're just going up and up and up. WrestleMania is not really as popular as say the ones they've done in the past. Like last week they did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That one sold out its shares in four minutes. Uh, I think it was valued at like 22000 and next time it's trading window comes around it's probably going to be valued a lot more and then before that one they did uh, 
Golden Eye on the N64. That one started at $5 a share and now trades at $22 a share. And they also had a Mario 3, but uh, a big wig collector done swooped in and bought it up. I think it started at like $5 a share as well. And I don't, I don't remember what it sold for, but definitely higher than $5 a share. Here's some really cool moment in history. Jesse Owens gold medal event tickets, 1936. Valued at $25,000, that's $10 a share. This one, you kinda are, if you're buying a share of this one, it's more just to have a piece of the history than a, than a quick flip, like say the Nintendo and NFT would, would be. It will definitely grow in value over time because it, it was a interesting, awesome moment in history. That was uh, Germany hosted the Olympics right before World War II. Jesse Owens came in and just dominated and pissed Hitler off. It was pretty cool. <laughs> if this was a longer podcast, I'd go into further detail on, on it. And then also on the 23rd is the 2018 National Treasures Josh Allen jersey card. So it has like a little piece of Josh Allen's jersey on, on the uh, card. It, ha it has a uh, 9.5 rating on it. It's pretty good. Valued at $36,000. That's $3 a share. All right. It's a... Uh, has a 1 of 16 rarity graded at 9.5. It was in a set of these, uh, number 163. It's a Panini card. So those usually sell pretty good, especially with the NFL football cards. It's also, it's one that you kind of want to hold on for a while. I don't, I don't expect a, a quick flip out of that one. All right, that's today's Nosebleeds. Your fantasy moment in 30 minutes or less. Hope it got you. I hope it helps you make some money tonight on Monday Night Football and also kind of just get you started, get you interested in, in collectors, in collector items with Rally Road. It's a very accessible way to begin collecting stuff. And who knows, if you, if you make ample amount of money you can buy the whole thing and keep them uh, but if not if you find yourself in the New York area you can go to Rally's museum and you can look at it and be like hey I want a share of that I own a few shares of, of different things there and it's a fun interesting way to make money and also dip your toes into the world of collectibles y'all enjoy your monday and we'll see you here tomorrow where we'll take a deeper look in the target shares and things like that on guys to pick up off waivers bye bye